Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Back to life, back to reality, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Jaden Sancho is a Manchester United player and Neil Warnock has a fanny pack. It's Monday, 26th of July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Russell. what Americans call bum bags. Yeah, the reason I was laughing is because the <laughs> scripted line said bum bag and you flip reversed it to funny part. Flip reversed it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Welcome. We are back to our regular Monday to Friday schedule from today right throughout the season, everybody. Right through the season starts here. Yeah, we decided in the in in the name of the of the Scottish League Cup, the season <laughs> starts here. Big game for Celtic coming up as well in the well, Champions League. Now you're talking. So you know. Well, if you missed any of our 2020-2021 showcase from the past week and a half, then scroll back after you've listened to this and check out those episodes. There's some treats in there yeah. for you, everybody. There Absolutely. is some treats lurking right behind this episode. Absolutely. If you uh, don't sleep on them, out. don't certainly not. Certainly not. How are we doing, chaps? The, 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 the Euros, have that sort of fizzled out? You're ready for... You want a bit Brucey then? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they do well? Yeah. Um, uh, is, it, is it gone? Are you, are you ready? The fever? Yeah. Has the fever subsided? Yeah. Yeah, my fever's subsided. There's yours, Andy. Uh, yeah, I've got a slightly sweaty brow. Oh, is it? Okay. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Andy, we, 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 we've got to start talking about Jaden Sancho. I mean, you. And that's um, why I've got a slightly sweaty brow. On your Euros predictions, that you said one notable mad something or other would be that Sancho wouldn't start a game. You got that wrong. It wasn't started. far off. You got that wrong because he, <laughs> yeah. he started against Ukraine. Um, you also said. It didn't happen at Wembley. It didn't happen. You also <laughs> said uh, that. After that game, you know, he would have one more sort of crucial moment in the tournament, and and you, you got, got that right, right. sadly. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm not sure if I did mm. because I think really? his penalty miss has been forgotten in between Rashford's and Saka's. No Indeed. one remembers the middle one. Sorry, England fans, if, we don't want to go get, over this. <laughs> if you get three A's and a, a, a B at, at A level, no one asks you what the A's were for, do they? Really? True. It's not yeah. great. Yeah, it's not a great analogy. I, to be honest, I've, have I, another I, dig at him. I've have conf- another dig at him. Um, what about Turkey? No, you didn't have them down. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Jane Sancho, though. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't have them down as your dark horse. You threw everyone a, um, a rotten no, apple No, I didn't, there. did I? No. Um, but he's, he's moved to Manchester United, Andy, for, for initial sort of 73 million pounds. Um, you love old Jaden Sancho you're a big fan of his you think that he should start every game for every team he plays for yes 73 million though obviously we're in Covid times blah 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 but were you surprised it wasn't a bit more uh, no because um, there'll be a little bit of add-on because mm. he's got a year less of contract and because everyone on all sides needs it to get done Okay. I mean I'm sure there will be Manchester United board members and fans out there who will say, well, it it showed that Manchester United played it absolutely right all along because they made themselves a saving. He would have made a massive difference to them last season. And they they certainly would have... But they wouldn't have won the league, though. No, but they would have made their money back by getting deeper in the Champions League. But when I ask about the price tag, though... I mean, mean, because I think if you look at them, like any sort of loss is totally worth it for Dortmund because um, they made the top four again, down to him. 
They won the cup, down to him. They got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, down to him. And if he'd have been fit, they may have even gone further. Sorry, City fans. Okay. But, but look, Manchester United were after him previously, we know. And then they were quoted way over 100 million mm. for him. And now they've got him for 73. Sometimes you do have to give old uh, Edward Wood a bit of credit. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> it's not Edward Wood doing it now, though, is it? Don't is, he, is he not involved? Not, not it is. That is a terrible argument. And I'm going to leave that over that side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, it's like saying it's, it's like saying every deal that Daniel Levy's done is oh well you know he's, he's saved himself a couple of quid <laughs> it, it, it just makes no sense it makes absolutely no sense I, I, I have no idea who did the interview well either, either way yeah, I, would yeah, say, I, I joke I jest of course but yeah, he's here now and he's going to be great but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's an exciting move and I, and I think it's an exciting move because if you look at Manchester United's traditions of have, the tradition of having these flying mm. attacking wide players I know, I know the, the role of the winger or well, the quote winger has um, has changed over the years. One of the big things about Man United in their glory years of the Premier League was that they'd have these really exciting, fast, wide attacking players. Mm. And Sancho certainly fits into that bill, even if he's obviously a little bit more of a modern player than the ones we're probably thinking of that come to mind when we mentioned that era. And um, he's a player we we know has been coming to the Premier League for some time. I mean, a lot of us here and a lot of people listening will be like thank god that's just over as a saga <laughs> because those sagas do tend to, to rumble on and i think they've that, spared us a lot of the saga i think this summer well, well kind of but they i mean there'll be there'll be a paul popper one to come who's oh, about to but that's to, an ongoing that's that's like, that's the point they're all ongoing that's a, that's a cold war that is. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I think it's a really, really exciting move um I'm, I'm very very um keen to see him play in the premier league i think it's interesting how They've just announced Solskjaer's got a new deal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what he seems to... So I think with Solskjaer and, and the current iteration of Man United, there's a, it's a pros and cons thing. I think if you're, if, you're, if you're being super cynical and a bit harsh, you'll say, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer ever going to be able to make Manchester United greater than the sum of their parts? And you'd probably say no, he probably is You're going to say great again. I was like, no, oh, you're no. really familiar. I no, thought no. he was going there as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, don't think, I don't think he can do that at this stage, not to rule out any kind of improvement for him mm-hmm. as a manager. But at the same time, he's bringing tradition. He's bringing someone who's familiar with the club. He's bringing someone who loves the club. And he's bringing much needed familiarity. Now, have you, Andy and I were talking before the show, like what's important to Manchester United as a club now? Well, to me, it feels like the most important thing to them is the protection of their global brand. They've got the idea that this big super club and that you know they need to be able to go, sort of garner huge amounts of merchandise sales, huge amounts of broadcasting revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Are they looking after the traditional fans? We know they're not because they've been complaining for a very long time. Mm. But what does Solskjaer give them? It gives them a link back to that. Something that we've used that we've used that as a stick to beat Solskjaer and may or not have within the past. Well, what we might be seeing now is it being used as some kind of strength. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the league. I don't think they will win the league this season. But I think, as Andy's alluded to, it makes him a much better team. Mm. He's a brilliant player. Yeah. And he's going to be exciting because his game is really well suited to the Premier League as well. I think also, that... I think with United, sorry, Marcus, mm-hmm. the recruitment has been better over the last year or two. I, I still wouldn't say that it's completely functional, but they're getting younger, which is, is a real start. I think it's interesting timing, though, giving Solskjaer a, a new contract. Because now... If he's getting all the pieces, let's be clear, there's not going to be fortunes spent in the in, in the Premier League or anywhere in Europe, I think, this summer. I think if you get Sancho, if you get Varane, how much... If, if it doesn't happen now mm. in Premier League and Champions League, and they've just signed him to a new deal, I would have liked to see what he could do with these 
new players first before giving them a new deal if I was United. Mm. But, the th- but, the, but, but the the alternative to that, though, Andy, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but just as a counterpoint to that, the alternative to that is doing what they've already done post-Ferguson every single time. So there's no stability. It kind of rip it up and start again every time. And a lot of and money being spent. A lot of money being spent. But is, is it worth having that stability if, as you say, there's a fairly definite ceiling to it? I don't know, but I, I guess they're gambling. Is, the, is stability guess, worth it if it's the wrong person? No, but I guess they're gambling that the ceiling is higher than we all think. Yeah. yeah because there's no totally. other option. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. who else can they get? I mean, you could probably argue that, I know this won't happen now because he's gone elsewhere. Maybe they would invest in a long-term strategy in someone like Nagelsmann or something, mm-hmm. some up-and-coming coach who everyone seems to rate who's got his best mm-hmm. years ahead of him. But that's a gamble because you have to ride out a lot of a rocky road until you get there. Mm-hmm. At least with Solskjaer, what's he going to become? Um, he'll become the, the third most... Um, the th- manage the third most games for May night behind mm. like Busby and Ferguson so yeah. they're obviously investing in him he's going to be there for a little while mm. but then having said that because of the way modern football is right Marcus you know as well as I do if they start like an absolute stinker mm. and they get to Christmas and they're in about 14th is he going to be there anyway what yeah. does the contract mean well, it's difficult to say so far they've lost 4-2 to QPR well that was a brilliant game as well by read, the way read into that what you will but a lot of people enjoyed it I read a lot into it <laughs> I, I liked it <laughs> I, I've got no dog in this fight yeah. I well, thought it was excellent I mean, you... Jesse Lingard played so we've got to be well, happy well I mean, when, you, when you talk Andy you're saying about people uh, you know getting sort of important people into the club you're saying people know the club love the club Lingard's there yeah, back, that's why they want him. That's Player why they coach. want him. Also, um, Jaden Sancho, the second player to join for the 21-22 season. It's a bit it's of a pain time. in the after 21-22, we'll go with. Yeah. Um, uh, after Tom Heaton, again, knows the club. <laughs> so they're really building. <laughs> is Tom Heaton signed for them again, is he? Of course he has. I didn't know that. Oh, okay, right. Get Tom Heaton in there. Yeah, something like that. Boy. That seismic news got lost in the water. i tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, I think you'll find that is a lovely old job. Yeah. Um, but Sancho himself, if, if, if you're not sure and you think, well, I've seen a few clips, 104 Bundesliga appearances, 38 goals and 51 assists. Mm. Impressive numbers for someone who is a sort of wide forward, you call it nowadays, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's a genuine winger. That's what makes what those numbers more remarkable. He's a genuine winger mm. on either side as well. Do you think? Do you think, as I said earlier, his game is um, suited to the Premier League? Yeah, I think it is. I, um, I really because, do. because he's quick. Because mm. he can get players to commit. Because he very me- rarely makes the the wrong decision. And uh, the defensive part of his game is has gone through a lot of work as well. He's worked on his his, his fitness, I think, especially in, in, in 2021. He's, he's looked at his diet. So um, he's put in a lot. He's done a lot off the pitch to make himself even better. He hasn't rested on a good start at Dortmund. He's progressed mm. all the time. And I think United are getting a better player this year, actually, than they would have got last year. Interesting. There we go. Um, we have to say that Manchester United uh, are now responsible for the four most expensive signings in Premier League history with Pogba, Maguire, uh, Lukaku and obviously mm. Sancho and we talk a lot people talk about Manchester City spending a lot of money and they do that's factually mm. correct Manchester United you know there's a fair few quid knocking around there do you think they will land Rafael Varane this week I mean it's that, that is the chat yeah I think so okay and also what, what about Jules Koundé the severe defender I mean, he's highly rated he's been linked with a couple of clubs hasn't he he's been, been linked for a few Severe are not against selling him this summer, right. which which they were last summer, it was mm-hmm. clause or nothing last summer. Whereas there's a little bit of flexibility. But the thing summer. is, though, but one of the things about Manchester United before we move on from them, Luke, is you know getting Sancho is huge. But they still, despite Maguire's brilliant Euros, people still centre half. They're maybe perhaps a little bit light, so they could bolster that this week. But also, it's that central midfield next to Pogba. People hmm. still have concerns there. They do. Um, Maguire's game seems to me to be, and this is not me trying to get out of what I said about Maguire last season because mm-hmm. I do think he's got flaws in his game. 
But I think what we learned in the summer is that his game is much more suited to international football than it is Premier League football. Well, I think it's about the right partner as well, True. isn't it? It always and, is these days. And the fact, the fact is, Varane's pretty quick. I think that really, really helps. And I've I'd seen, be excited I've seen, to see him come I've seen people, people say, presumably people who haven't seen Varane play that much, I guess looking at him and thinking, he's big, therefore he will be slow. He's pretty quick. No, yeah, he is. He's a proper all-round athlete. Yeah. Um, on, on the main United thing, just on the, ex- the expensive, expensive signings point you made before mm. we move on, I find that really interesting because, you know, when Ed Woodward put this statement out saying that he's going to leave um, at the end of the calendar year this year, mm. one of the first things he said in his statement was, under my tenure, we've invested over a billion pounds in the squad, right? I'd be trying to hide that. that, well, that well, that's, but isn't that, isn't that interesting? Because not only is he, is he by his own admission, kind of wanting to be judged on that, mm. but, it, but it's also because that's what fans demand, right? Yeah. If, you're a, if you're a modern Man United fan yeah. and you don't know or you didn't experience football before it became the circus that it is now, mm. that's what you want. Mm. There is as much appetite now for big money signings as there is results. Yeah. And, and he essentially typifies that. So it isn't hugely surprising, although I understand the Man City point, that Man United have, have been the team that, that does this because mm. I think Man City, for all their faults, and we don't need to get into a big discussion about where their money comes from now, but for all their faults, they have invested a lot in bringing players through. Mm. Like their record now for youth team players at England level is obscene. Yeah. It's something like they've got four or five captains of England, of England age group levels, I think. And they've got 30-odd players in, in those teams as well. I mean, the way they are, they're always going to have to spend a fortune to buy players that make a difference. You know, that's just where United are globally and where they've been for a, a very long time. But if they're investing that money in players of the right age, and of course, Varane's a little more experienced, mm-hmm. but he's absolutely cast-iron quality, mm. then I think it's worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, all this money space, Newcastle United-esque, one might say. <laughs> Um, but perhaps more on them tomorrow. But um, will they be able to 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 get Varane and so on? It'll be interesting to see what they can pull out the bag. Um, uh, speaking of bags, we know that Neil Warnock has been pulling out uh, photos of himself, signed photos of himself out of his bum bag. Lots of people tweeted as this. This this I, what I find quite enjoyable is people will tweet us this on the day it happens, and then up to about a week after the event and it's very enjoyable people are getting involved thank you very much for all oh, that I'll still get tagged in Instagram photos like a week later yeah yeah, it's, it's absolutely wonderful um, it's not just that Neil Warnock was seen handing a young fan a signed photo of himself yeah. from out of a bum bag yeah. that in itself is great Yeah, it's the way he did it yeah, yeah, did you yeah. hear what he said go on here you go have one of them. There you go. There you are. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, and it was almost, the, move he, the move that he performed while doing it yeah it looked to me like this wasn't a new idea of Neil's. Like he'd no. done this before. Oh, he knows. He and knows what, the, what so, the people want. What's in your bum bag, Spill? Uh, Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Neil rummage. You saw him rummage past his reading glasses, <laughs> past an open where there's originals that Sammy Lee gave him. <laughs> And handed out a photo to a miniature ordnance yeah. survey. I don't know if the kid wanted it. I think the kid probably just wanted a selfie. Maybe. I don't know. I think she looked quite pleased. Maybe, maybe. He's not a selfie guy. Also, most he? most clubs aren't mm. doing selfies in all because of yeah, the yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. COVID world. That's why yeah. he's, yeah. he's ahead of bear the curve. In mind, bear in mind, they're basic. He, he manages Middlesbrough, mm. and they're basically going to the furthest away you can go in England because Neil wants to go on a holiday down there. Well, no, because he lives down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what he does. They, they've they've completed their southwest tour. 
Yeah, which is uh, which which is which is what they do. They play Tavistock and Plymouth Argyle in in friendlies, and uh, no doubt they had a barbecue at Neil's house. Where does he live? Near? No, he flies from Newquay to does he Middlesbrough? I w- I'm not sure. They opened that route quite recently, perhaps because of him. I don't know, but uh, not lobbying from Neil. <laughs> I will tell you who could do with um, getting together with Neil Warnock. I wonder if we could have a Thomas Muller move to. Middlesbrough. Have you seen the picture of his feet that you put on Instagram? No. Thomas Muller. Go on. Oh, they could do with some serious chiropody. There, there, there. It's funny that, isn't it? Because you think you expect footballers to be have beaten up feet. But at the same time, you also expect them to be really well looked after because they're true. the tools of the trade, well, right? True. So yes. it's disappointing to hear that from Muller. A yeah. little bit disappointing. Thomas Muller, as he would say, probably. <laughs> um, Do you get it? Thomas Muller. I just really labour the point for very like four good. or five minutes. There's, there's been a lot of pre-season friendlies, of course. It's it is the season. Uh, Portsmouth tried out um, an interesting new strategy last week. Against I don't Bristol think it City. was a strategy. Well, they, to be honest, they ran out of players through injury, so Bristol City's new signing, Marley Francois was subbed on for them. I didn't think this happened at professional football. I understand it's a friendly. Yeah. But uh, but this used to happen on like a Saturday morning when you're playing for your primary school or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, you get one of theirs because yeah. you're, you're out of But He then scored in the 101st minute against his own team to make it 3-3. I couldn't, I couldn't see whether he celebrated or not. Yeah. I, I mean, because that, that is taking it to another level, that, yeah. if he did. Um, yeah, I think they wanted to play... I think they wanted to play an extra half an hour at the end of the 90 minutes for fitness reasons. Right. But their players, the players were, they didn't have enough players mm-hmm. to stay fit. So they ended up doing that. I mean, uh-huh. what does annoy me about it is that you're right to say it's only a friendly, but you're also absolutely right to insist this goes in the running order of a show like Football Ramble. <laughs> and it pisses me off that Portsmouth don't look at the optics. <laughs> they don't go, do you know what? If we do that, everyone's yeah. going to know. Yeah. And um, we should probably, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. So let's just leave the half an hour, mm-hmm. wrap it up there. The best thing about it was mm-hmm. they managed to leave um, out of the story yeah. the, the classic Portsmouth thing, the fact that they were 2-0 up and they ended up almost losing 3-2. Yeah. So it's not good at any on any measure. You once called Southampton a joke of a club. They are. Do you think Portsmouth are more of a joke? No. Okay. No. All right. Proud, illustrious club with a rich history. A rich history. Which, why, which is why it makes me more angry. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but speaking of clubs with history, Newport County. Uh, they, did you see this, Andy? Their, their 42-year-old starlet, Kevin Ellison, scored a lovely one in a friendly recently. He's yet to sign a contract extension, so that goal goes down as scored by Trialist 3. <laughs> Just insert the name Lionel <laughs> Messi next week. <laughs> if, you're, if you're 42 and you're going on trial still. So it reminds me of my mate when he went to see Ed replay and they were playing I think it was Falkirk which is a bit of a tasty one and at the like 15 minutes towards the end it was like coming off number 14 whoever it was Joe Bloggs and coming on number 17 trialist <laughs> everyone go Ray. everyone was like what the we talked to- and he scored did he signed him up <laughs> yeah obviously signed him up signed him up <laughs> Kevin Ellison was one we talked about at the end of the last season because That's he was right. involved in the playoff picture wasn't he Newport and the grudge match against Morecambe and all the rest of it oh, he's a yeah. spiky gentleman oh very he? much so yeah, very enjoyed much so that. enjoyed that um, of course though we're talking of uh, well I say um older players I mean, Andros Townsend still a lot left in the tank Andy but he's, he's got a big move to Everton I mean he's really young enough to be Kevin Ellison's son pretty much yeah. isn't he you could just say big left footers he's, he's only just 30 yeah I know yeah 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 That's which, but I think this move's um, surprised a few people so uh, interesting stuff I mean I'm, I'm loving that because I think under Rafa he's got five goals in him this coming season for Everton I think he looks great in the kit Already had a long range room on the pre-seasons that yeah. smashed off the post. Do, do you know why I think he's older? Is because he was doing the pundit gig. And very well, by the way. Yeah, the yeah, amazingly, you, usually, yeah. you usually think that someone in this sort of twilight of his career. But old Andros, he had a his good, last big move. He had a good um, 
ends the season, I think, didn't it as well? Fairly strong performances towards the end of the season. So maybe that's partly why he's, he's yeah. made the move. I find it a strange one. Um, but you know we'll wait and see you never know I, it's kind of interesting because I felt like and I feel like an absolute dick for saying this at the time now like I thought that when Arsenal signed Willian for example mm. I kind of and I said at the time I kind of get it because like, he's experienced he's won loads of stuff maybe yeah. it's what Arsenal need obviously I didn't know he wasn't going to try a lick no. I thought he was going to be good and and with Andros Townsend he's an experienced Premier League player he's he got a, a huge amount of Premier League appearances under his belt mm. and maybe Benitez wants um, you know someone with a good amount of Premier League experience to, to kind of help him out. Having said that, I also said that when Roy Hodgson signed Paul Kincheski for Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, that didn't really work out that well I at all. I think that so. was more of a jump and more of a leap. <laughs> but, but I think, though, if you think about Hodgson and Benitez, there are comparisons to their managerial styles in terms of mm. the sort of the zonal approach and... and Perhaps not the most exciting football. But winning fun. the league twice, yeah, um, Champions League, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danish league, and if we're going to start throwing in their accolades, probably speak multiple. Probably, they both speak multiple languages, definitely. Yeah. Um, but but there are slight comparisons. So I think I think Townsend can can do all right there. But I would think that, wouldn't I, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, you would. Right, let's have a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Join me, Jaguar, the host of BBC Introducing Dance on Radio 1 for my brand new podcast, Utopia Talks. It's a reactive platform to discuss issues that my generation care about in dance music culture and the wider world. I'll be talking to some of the biggest names in dance music, including people like Heidi. The lineups do not need to be 99% male-driven. There's all these interesting new producers and women that are coming through, you know, all sorts. It's like women are speaking out now. And the sensational Bless Madonna. 
I feel like literally my entire life has led up to this. This is the first event we've had like this, not just in the UK, but really in the Western Hemisphere. And to be able to be here with all of these people who are so happy is just absolutely the biggest, highest joy of my life. As well as having the meaty conversations I often have with friends that I'd love you to join in with. There's so much new energy coming out of the pandemic and there's so many like new nights and festivals yeah, yeah. and everyone's really pushing for this new structure where people genuinely don't feel anxious mm-hmm. about coming to a club night because of the way they look or the way they dress. It's more about everyone in. To me, Utopia is a perfect moment. It's togetherness, it's the future. I want to live in a more inclusive, equal world and I hope this podcast will build a community and help create change. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to get your podcasts. New episodes dropping every Wednesday. Welcome to Utopia Talks. Utopia Talks is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Dale, dale, dale. Bien, bien. Good. Divino cero. Dale, Victor. Come on, Victor. Come on, Gonzalo. Bien, bien, Pizarro. Good, good. I like this kind of work. Yeah, looks good. I like it. We like it as well, Phil. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, it's time for emails. Well, I don't know what to do with the fade out. It's quite hard to know when to come back in. It is good, that. I hope, I hope he did a whole song of that, like three and a half minutes, and then he's just given us... Yeah. That. I mean, that was the quandary, Luke, for a lot of DJs, I think, in the what, early 80s. the fade out, when to come yeah. in. Yeah. So I know that um, on, um, say, like a commercial radio station that plays music, they have the length of the song for the DJ to know, mm. the presenter, and they also have the point of the song when the t- when the singing comes in. Mm-hmm. So that's how they know how to talk over it and when to stop talking when the singing comes in. Yeah. We've Need a bit of that for this email jingle. Anyway, um, I didn't. We haven't actually got email today. I asked our listeners on Twitter instead what they've been doing on Saturday afternoons during the off-season break, mm. just to you know mix it up a little bit because the season hasn't started yet. Um, and, and amazingly, Ben Stanley, who I know is a long-term listener to the show, hello to you, Ben. He's been making his own fresh pesto. Mm. He shared mm. photos of it and everything. Good he said that his in-laws have got a forest of basil at the back of their house. <laughs> and the photos, they, they, the photos are amazing. And he's, and he's been kind enough to share the following recipe with us. 800 grams of basil. Mm. It's a lot of basil. Yep. 500 grams of toasted pine nuts. Got a toast to bring the flavour People up. were saying there was way too many pine nuts in there. Yeah, produced I, I trust there. Ben with I this. do as well. 500 grams of parmesan or pecorino romano. Two heads of garlic. One and a half litres of olive oil. Blanch the basil for 10 seconds to kill the browning enzyme. Doesn't Ooh. kill the flavour though. Blitz to preferred texture. Salt to taste. Love that. There you go. Mm, come Get, on. If, you, if you're going to go and try that, let us know how your results were, uh, were, how you got on. Dave Wins Life on Twitter said, I painted a low quality acrylic portrait of Bruce Forsyth. Oh, there he is again. 
Didn't he do well? <laughs> Thank you. Drank loads of Campari. That's a Pete Donaldson favourite. Fell down the stairs and threw up at five aside the next day. Oh, what bad luck. <laughs> Here they come. They're so appealing. Come on, Dave. Do Harder your... than a seven, it's a ten. <laughs> Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, Potsy said, we painted one wall of our living room two and a half years ago, and I finally painted the rest today. That's all I'll be doing for the next two and a half years. <laughs> Thanks, Potsy. Nice one, Potsy. Uh, I've got one uh, from Brian Kinlan, who says, a travesty that the ramble isn't on whilst Fizzer is melting down, having a meltdown perhaps, and providing some top draw press conference clips. Um, uh, please ensure it's given top of the bill priority on the first show back. Well, top of the second half, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Brian. Um, but, but do uh, email us, show at footballramble.com before we move on to, to Phil. But yes, Phil Neville, um, Brian, you're absolutely right. He um, they managed to stop the rot last night, though, with a one-all draw uh, with Philadelphia Union. Uh, they were, oh, they were five minutes away from a victory, sadly. I, um, I mean... Far bit for me, and you guys can shut me down here. And I know it's easy to say from the studio, and yeah. we haven't got to do this kind of hard work. But I don't think Phil Neville's a very good manager, <laughs> and I don't know if he can. Are sort you this saying out. English Frank De Boer? Now that is strong. No, because Frank De Boer, is... Frank De Boer, at least won titles in his own country. But Andy, yeah, true. Andy... Well, that's, that's true. It's just so long so ago. No, no one can remember it. Is it. It's quite hard for Phil Neville to win the Premier League title. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, because I... he's shit. <laughs> First and foremost, Look, he's not going to be given right. a job. Okay, Luke, we've heard one side, one art, one <laughs> side of the argument. Andy, would you like to counter Luke's point about Phil Neville? You like Spanish football? <laughs> While we're on into my, I love the kit. Uh huh. I love the kit. Yeah. Go on. Anything else? <laughs> really? That is it. Oh, I see. I think Phil, Phil Neville, as we all know, and I've officially declared it this morning on Twitter, yeah. Phil Neville is the heir to the Kevin Keegan throne on this show. <laughs> it's official. Oh, yeah. If, 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 if Kevin Keegan is Oasis, mm. Phil Neville is Kasabian. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. Kevin Keegan is God, Phil Neville is Jesus. What? Not literally, not literally. <laughs> it doesn't work. But it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Mm, I I'll tell you what, that's going on the dust jacket of the book. Yeah. And I, can, I, I, think... can I also, before you come, I, really, I really want to make this point, if I may, that, that he's, he's in trouble into Miami. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Blah, blah, blah. All of us. But I think if you're in a post-match press conference and you're saying, so sometimes when managers yeah. run the fires, you've all seen, yeah. you know this in the past. Say you're in a relegation battle oh, yeah. and you say, we've got... X amount of cup finals till the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. for me, mm. as a supporter of that club, yeah. I want the manager to be saying a maximum number of, say, five. Mm. We've got five cup finals been done Do in you know, I, I, would, I would stretch that to maybe seven. Okay, fine. Phil said he's got 23 <laughs> cup finals. It's gone so wrong so early. Blimey. There's 23 cup finals till the end of the season. There's a lot of medals to be won. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, uh, yes, he, he, they're, they're obviously... I mean, the, the thing is, Phil Neville could have smiled and gone, well, of course, uh, we can't get relegated, so uh, we can <laughs> just think about next season. I mean, yes, he, he vowed to take a long, hard look at himself. Um, he said, I've been in football long enough. I know the consequences. There's no, That's no problem to me. We're doing everything in our power. He said, I looked in the players' eyes. There was hurt. They all this sort of stirring speech. Mm. And I thought, you know, in the, in the spirit of Miami, he might say, you know, we will fight them on the pitches. We will fight <laughs> them on the beaches. And I thought, well, it's a change of what you're doing on the beaches there. But, uh, but David Beckham... Fighting your own fist. <laughs> 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 oh dear they need to finish well yeah. uh, finish the season well Andy you would say but David Beckham sporting uh, a bleach blonde hairdo was in attendance 
And apparently Fizzer still has his backing. Uh, David's presence is vital and it shows that we're all in it together. Yeah, he's got David Beckham's backing. But David, David. David's fucking out. <laughs> David Beckham's backing, who probably just said, he's one of my best mates. <laughs> so I, it would be awkward, wouldn't it, for yeah. me to say anything else? It's not possible to get relegated and he's one of my best mates. <laughs> so so, so there we are. Uh, I mean, do you feel sorry for um, Gonzalo Higuain, Kieran Gibbs? Ryan Shawcross, all the big names well, are still I there. I don't feel sorry for any of them because no. they're probably all having a super time. Okay. Well, evidently, the results suggest that off the field they're... Uh, anyway. Um, but also uh, in, in, in MLS, uh, At- Atlanta United have parted ways with Gabriel Heinze. Mm. Rather controversially, Andy. There's well, some, some not, allegations. It's, it's not controversial that they've got rid of him. Okay. In fact, I think it's one of those where the players are mightily relieved. Yes. It's like a Felix Magat type situation. Yeah, well, there was. What's been alleged? Well, it's, it's been alleged to the players' union that he denied them water during training. Whereas Magat took it further and actually poured it out while they watched onto the ground. <laughs> More right. of a psychological aspect to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now run up that hill. If I break them psychologically, will they play better or worse? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the old Magat story about how he used to make a run to the top of Hill and back? Yeah, yeah. 15 times or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then during the winter months, it would be dark. Mm. So um, they thought, well, there's no way he's going to be able to tell. Yeah. Right? We'll so fall we'll just, over and we'll, break we'll our just ankles. pretend that we're going to go up there. Mm. And then uh, apparently the last thing he said in the instructions before sending them up there in the dark was, mm. there's a tree at the top. I want you each to bring me back a leaf. Oh. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, it's quite fondly remembered, obviously not by the players who took part in it, mm-hmm. but um, they were redoing the training ground at Wolfsburg recently. And uh, one, they, they were going to get rid of one of the stands where Magat used to make them run from the bottom to the top. And they no, they're like, no, that's Felix's stand. Oh, you're going to select a load of skeletons under it. You can't do that. Magat been killing his old dogs. Moldy cheese as well. Yeah, Magat, yeah. Magat Mount is staying, basically. Yeah, good, good to hear. Yeah, good yeah. To hear. I, I, I totally agree. Oh, by the way, mentioned Heinz, speaking of Argentinians uh, doing aggressive things, uh, Boca Juniors. And you think VAR gets under the skins of the English. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. So what happened here? Boca Juniors, they were playing uh, Atletico Mineiro. And, uh, in the last 16 of the Copa Libertadores. Yeah, in, it, it was in Brazil, this. There was a VAR decision that evidently went against Boca Juniors and then they lost on penalties. And then the players just went mad in the, what was it, the tunnel or the, the concourse or something after the game? Yeah, that's right. Some of you would have seen the footage of this. Marcus Rojo was involved. Yeah. Chucked a fire extinguisher at the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, really? it was mad. It was absolutely mad. They 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 were, had to go down to the police station. I mean, what do you think he was thinking at the time? Like, there's no way you could get away with this at Manchester United. Ah, uh, yeah. But I hope Fizzer didn't watch it. No, that's a motivational not, tip. Not the attitude. Yeah, right, that's crazy. I didn't see that. I'll check that out later. Yeah, indeed. Right, gentlemen, we're going to finish today's show by talking about the Olympic Games. Uh, and uh, Andre Pierre Gignac playing for France, Andy Brassel. Come on, the 35-year-old. Because you're allowed three overage players, of course. Yeah. Uh, in, in the Olympic Games, which is why it doesn't count as an international cap, as a full cap, because it is an age cap tournament. Which is a shame, because he hasn't played officially for France since 2016, I don't think. I think he's fine with that. To be <laughs> fine. He's having a lovely I mean, time. This game, this 4-3 against South Africa, uh, if, you haven't see, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, mm. uh, legitimately there could have been 20 goals in the game. <laughs> it was absolutely remarkable. There were goals ruled out for offside, there was missed penalties, just chance after chance after chance. Mm. Yet it still... 
went into half time at nil nil. Yeah. And, and then Francis, the game exploded further. Yeah. Francis goalkeeper Paul Bernardoni said it was like the Alamo. Yeah. There was there was <laughs> those were his words. There was Amazing. no there was absolutely no evidence anywhere of any defending. Yeah. It, yeah. it remarkable. some great goals scored as well. When South Africa went three two up, they probably thought they'd won it. What yeah, a strike. And they was. were the better team for most of it. Mm. Uh, France. Uh, Mokawenis scored a beauty. Is that the guy you're talking yeah. about? Off the France bar, yeah. were very very sketchy. But Gignac, I mean, we keep what well, I keep coming back to strikers who get better, not just maintain their level, but get better in their thirties. He's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you think he's Tigres' top goal scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. He's um, won the Concacaf Champions League. He's done some incredible things over there. Yeah, he has, and he's and he's scoring for France at the Olympics. He's got four already in the tournament, of course. But they did get a bit of a shellacking from Mexico, though. Yeah, they did, and for that reason, and because Japan won their second game to make sure of going through. They have to beat Japan by two clear goals in the right. last in the last game to go through to the quarterfinals. Now they could get a favour in the other game, but that's mm-hmm. how they need it to work for him. But I, I know Gignac is the headline for a lot of people. I think we need a word for Teji Savanier, who scored the France winner. Just an amazing mm. story, really, from a, a Romani family who's never really felt that comfortable away from home. Mm. Um, so it d- didn't make it to the top flight until he was what twenty seven. Um, he got binned off by Montpellier when he was uh, a kid. He got offered an amateur contract and decided it wasn't enough after training with them for a, a, a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. And has finally made it back to Montpellier, which is where he grew up. He still lives in the same um, uh, the same neighbourhood where he, he grew up. When he got the call to play in the Olympics, um, he was camping. With his mates, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> and he was he was he was enjoying a, a spritz, I think. And the phone went. And, uh, <laughs> well, there like, was no rumor he was going to get the nod at all. Uh, well, not to him because right. he's always said because he could have played for Algeria because his granddad was Algerian, and he came out and he said at the time, "Look, people are making out like I'm going to play for Algeria." I respect my Algerian heritage, even though it's miles off. The only international team I would ever play for is France. And I accept that that's probably not going to happen. So even when he's there in his his, his cutoffs, like with a a beer in his hand Mm. and he's, he's, he's got the phone on, he's like, yeah, I might be around a campfire, but I'm definitely coming to Tokyo. And, He's got incredible technique. I mean, people look at him because he's had this unusual background and and think, oh, he could never be top level. Honestly, the talent that he has. And that goal, the spin, the finish, is absolutely incredible. It was um, a great finish, great winner. He's he's a super player. I'm really pleased for him. Yeah, well, they needed to win it, though. Because as I say, they'd lost the first Oh, yeah, they were, they, they were done if he hadn't scored that goal. Yeah. And that was, what, in the 92nd minute? Yeah, mm. so they're yeah. still alive. They're still alive. Uh, Brazil, um, speaking of hat-tricks, uh, Richarlison, he got one, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, lovely to see Danny Alves at the age of 38 playing for them at the Olympics. He cannot get enough of football. <laughs> he just abs- he absolutely loves it. Yeah. Uh, and Brazil love that tournament as well, the defending champions, uh, of course. Um, speaking of love, Andy, Max Cruz proposing to his girlfriend live on TV after Germany beat Saudi Arabia 3-2. Okay, the Dominic. Yeah. The Raman Dominic. Uh, this was a successful one. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was successful. And also, he did it in Kurdish because his, his girlfriend's Kurdish. Oh, oh that's, nice that's a nice So touch. He, uh, he, yeah. he carried it off with t shirt and words. I mean, yeah. he's pretty smooth, Max Cruiser. I mean, remember, he was on Clubhouse a couple of months ago giving sex tips to fans. <laughs> Blimey. So he's a man who's confident. <laughs> yeah. Evidently. Evidently. High risk move proposing to someone on national TV, <laughs> live TV. Could go very wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if it didn't go well, you could just go when you're like sort of broadcasting from Tokyo, you just go, oh, the feed went down. Yeah, but eventually you're gonna have to open up, aren't you, and tell people that you're, <laughs> why you're not getting married. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where's the marriage? 
Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so, sometime soon. After the Olympics she has ended by After then, she though. definitely said yes, we then had a chat, and I thought, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I changed my mind, and anyone who says I didn't exactly. is a liar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, back to the Olympic football, though. Uh, Great Britain's uh, women's team have progressed to the knockout stages after beating Chile in Japan so far. <laughs> uh, they play uh, Canada uh, next. Uh, Ellen White is having a lovely old time. She's got all three goals. She's a good forward, isn't she? Lovely finish against Chile. Yeah. Very, very good. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. She, there's a sort of... Um, I don't, when I think of Ellen White, I think of a very reliable forward. A sort of, there's a touch of that, the sort of Alan Shearer quality. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, Better very celebration good. as well. Yeah, any yeah. celebration for uh, <laughs> yeah. old Alan. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, um, they've kept two clean sheets. I think there's only been three clean sheets in the um, in the women's uh, tournament thus far and, and uh, Team GB. Fair to say Zambia haven't ad- adopted that clean sheet policy. They haven't. They've got, <laughs> they've, they've, they haven't got the clean sheet policy, um, but they have got the hat-trick policy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what be- would you prefer? I don't know, but poor old, uh, I say poor old Captain uh, Barbara Banda, uh, despite scoring hat-tricks in both games, they've only got one point. They drew four all with China. You would be a bit like, look, come on, I'm, come on, team, yeah. I'm keeping my side of the bargain here. Well, I'm putting in the goal. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the sense is we don't need to defend. We've got Barbara scoring all the goals. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite, it must be quite a weird feeling, yeah. to go off of a pitch having scored a hat trick, but also losing ten three because that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's an embarrassing result if you if you, you know, if someone you know wants to win, win and do well. It's not like losing 4-3. Mm. Is, it, is it as embarrassing as it was for the States getting absolutely spanked by Sweden? Well, that was crazy. I mean, it's been an incredible start to this tournament. Mm. It has. So they were, what, 44 games unbeaten? <laughs> and I actually think, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same, that that could be the, a really good thing to happen to them early on because it's at a, a stage in a tournament where they can still recover from it. It might give them the kick up they ask they need. If you go that many games unbeaten... It just goes to show you how you know how good it is when a team like you know Arsenal did that thing in the Premier League or whatever, because you have to maintain your intensity. But to get that kick up the arse is not necessarily a bad thing. No, and I think for a lot of neutrals, a lot of neutrals certainly during the 2019 and people were learning about the women's women's mm. game during the 2019 World Cup were a bit like, yeah, the states are good and they know it. Yeah, mm. so I, I, right. I think a lot of neutrals enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they would absolutely. You're yeah. up there to be shot at for sure. Absolutely right. Well, there we I'm are. Being a Pompey fan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants a piece of it, do they? Yeah. Um, Most and, people get one. And a small piece. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the football round. But we will, of course, um, chat more Olympic football as uh, the tournament progresses and as, uh, as as we progress through the week. Of course, we're back Monday to Friday now. We yeah. are back in your ears. We are uh, getting ready for the new season. Of course, just on the horizon. But of course, there is football happening, as we just said. On tomorrow's show, I'm back with Petey and Jimmy. That'd be nice. I'm sure we'll mention Newcastle United. I'm too busy tomorrow because I need to start the mind games with Jules Breach about fantasy football. Oh, all right. Okay. Got to start that campaign again. Very early. Yeah. Don't you are a roast? Yeah. And to, uh, I, I had to, it cost me a lot of money to the charity of her choice, my big mouth last last year. So I mean, if, you, if you're going to deliver a roast dinner, I would suggest that July or August is probably the best time to do it. She's too busy to come for dinner with me. So did she, Did because in the Ramble League, it was her and Lars that were going for top spot. Did she yeah, win it in I the think she, I, I can't quite remember now. It seems like a long time ago, but it was definitely them two on the final day. I'm quite sure I think it might I, be Lars. I finished a very respectable third. Yeah, I came fourth, I think. Did you? Yeah, I tailed off badly. Andy, where did you finish? I was uh, nowhere it. is the answer. I participated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nowhere. Exactly. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow. Me, Petey and Jimmy will be in your ears. Until then, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow. The 
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.